Kevin Colbert spoke with Pittsburgh media on Monday, giving some indications as to what the plans could be for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward, specifically at quarterback, maybe Stephon Tuitt, and other outlooks that they have on this upcoming season, which he did indicate this was his last year and that the Steelers won't name a GM until after the NFL draft has concluded. I'm Chris Carter on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll talk about all the things he said, what it looks like for the team's plans for 2022 and beyond. And joining me will be Wesley Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button uh, to, to, to help to, on this video. If you're enjoying it, hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel if you want more of our daily content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. And if you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, you'll get a special shout out at the end of the show if you have a comment I'll attached to it. Joining me as always, Wesley Euler. From Steeler Nation Radio, he's been on with us for several weeks now, jumping on and giving us great insight. Wes, how you doing, Chris? I feel like as a recurring guest, I should have like some line that I drop every time you introduce me. So I'll I'll work on it. What's up, partner? No, what's up, man? How's it going? Of course, you can find Wes Euler on Steeler Nation Radio, the Ears and Beers podcast, all sorts of different places. He does a lot of great work. Check him out. He did a great job filling in for Stan Saverin hey. uh, on ESPN Radio. So he's doing a he's doing a fantastic job over at iHeart. But Wes, let's talk about Kevin Colbert because he went in, and this was you know Kevin Colbert. He's been a GM for the Steelers since you and I were in like middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, you know, this is this is the end of an era that we know is coming. And he made he said it would Kevin Colbert in his speaking said he made it clear to Art Rooney II and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization that this was going to be his last year. Um, so that that was part of the plan. You know, obviously the impact of Ben Roethlisberger's retirement falling in the same line that all kind of fits together. But Kevin Colbert does get to play one last role in setting up the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers with this upcoming draft class. And I thought his comments about the quarterback position were very interesting. A few notes here. One, he talked, he talked about how he, the, one of the big sticking points he has about quarterbacks, it has to be accuracy. They need to be more accurate. That's one something he said. Two, he said, according to Marco Boli of The Athletic, who we had on yesterday's show talking about Brian Flores, um, he talked about Kenny Pickett and saying, you know, he doesn't have a problem with Kenny Pickett's small hands, which has been one of the biggest hands up. And then three, he also said the plan for the Steelers quarterbacks right now is to go into camp with four quarterbacks and letting them battle it out. And that, and that if they were to play a game literally today, that Mason Rudolph would be their starter. Now, of all the overreactions we could have to all of that, Wes, some people are saying, <laughs> Mason Rudolph is guaranteed the starter. What, what are we doing here? That, that, that's not what he said. But this is what I've said for months now. The plan isn't to go trade for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or hope Deshaun Watson comes because Brian Flores is now one of your coaches. The plan is to get a veteran, draft a rookie if the rookie fits you know where where you're drafting and then have Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph and see who battles it out in camp mm-hmm. whoever comes out on top as the best manager and understanding of your game plan and with, with with the fewest amount of mistakes yeah i mean you you just hit the nail on the head now there's obviously a lot of questions in there right right um when you say veteran 
quarterback, that's a what pretty that wide that's a pretty wide net. You know, some would say that Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins are veteran quarterbacks. Some would say Jameis Winston and, and Tyrod Taylor are veteran quarterbacks. A rookie, right? Is it the 20th overall pick, or is it somebody you take a flyer on in the fourth or fifth round? So there's obviously a lot of questions there still. But yeah, I think what you know, people like yourself who are clearly in the know, who are in lockstep with the team, who cover the team on a day-to-day basis, not really anything we were surprised by or or you know caught us out of the blue. I think we've always kind of thought that this was the plan. The real question is, you know, do they love any of these quarterbacks enough to take them with their first pick or maybe even in the second round? Yeah, that's the big question here. And of course, you know, comments about Kenny Pickett's hands, you know, stream to that. But, you know, Kevin Colbert. Yeah, that's 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 it's just it's never not funny. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. There's just all the like the Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. The Austin <laughs> Powers, the small hands yeah. the grab my strong hand child from scary movie. I mean, there's a lot of different pop culture references there. There, there, there are a ton of different things there. But um, it, to me, that indicates they're, they aren't ruling out Kenny Pickett. Um, right. But also, you know, his comments about accuracy, that kind of steps to Malik Willis, who that if, if there was one guy in those top like five quarterback rankings who would rank lower in accuracy than others, it is Malik Willis. So that kind of dips in some, into some thoughts there. And, and Wes, it continues to make me think this team is not going to jump at one of these quarterbacks at the Correct. 20th spot there if someone falls to them in the second round i can see that happening and them saying okay we go to battle with that but you know i think and and kevin colbert even said of the positions that are deep versus you know weak you know he didn't list quarterback as one of the weak spots in this draft he listed defensive tackle center and guard as 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 those as those weaker spots so you know that makes me wonder would they even be okay with waiting even past that top group of guys say to like the fourth round and then you end up with like you know caleb ellaby or someone along those Mm. lines where you're getting Carson guys strong Carson a Carson strong type of quarterback who you know obviously isn't NFL ready but has traits that you can be like you know I could work with that yeah that's you know that's what I would love to know is it, you know it, it feels like so it, we now have two ideas what they're looking for in terms of that next young rookie guy mobility 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 that's been something that I mean, Mike Tomlin's been talking about quarterback mobility since the Steelers bye week months ago, and he's repeated that a few times now. Uh, You've heard that from other people as well, too. And then staying away from inaccurate quarterbacks, you know, another nugget that you get from Kevin Colbert. But even that, Chris, like that doesn't really start to narrow it down, right? I mean, you, you said it. When I heard that inaccuracy thing, my kind of rabbit ears went up because that is the that's been the knock on Malik Willis is, is that he, he does so many things. Well, he's got insane upside. He's got insane mobility and athleticism and a lot of things that translate very well to the quarterback position now. And even what it could be in another five years, mm-hmm. but inaccuracy, I, that's always been the, you know, when you look at his weaknesses, every, I don't care if you're NFL network, pro football focus, wherever right. um, weaknesses for Malik Willis. Number one is, is pretty much inaccuracy. So, there's man like there there's so much intrigue there and that's been a lot of the fun of this offseason but i think it would really i think you'd really have to see somebody fall you know mm. I, I i know i saw some mock drafts that you know that had the steelers nabbing kenny did you see that yesterday pro football yeah. focus had them getting yeah. kenny pickett in the second round like hey if you go to pick in the second round and kenny pickett is still on the board you sprint to the podium and take him 
Right. You know, and I'm saying this with a WVU flag hanging behind me here. If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching you on YouTube, you sprint, you sprint you to the podium you and take a big slide on your way there. <laughs> you icky shuffle, you do the <laughs> Macarena, you, you dance walk that whole way up to the podium and, and you take them. Um, but is there, that, that, that that's going to be the question is value. Cause some people would argue, Hey, if Sam Howe's there in the second round, you should take him. And we know that that's a guy that the Steelers that Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert have visited down in Chapel Hill a couple times and have a relationship with dude. It is for me, this, this is maybe the, the chief reason why this is the most exciting, most interesting Steelers off season in a while. Yeah. You're, you know, you've had some switches to the coaching staff and you bring in Brian Flores now, which is, which is awesome for people like us in the content business. And you're replacing your GM for the first time in forever. But man, it's, it's always the quarterback position, right? It always comes back to that. And I think we know what the Steelers are going to do without knowing what the Steelers are going to do. If, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I don't know, that to me is exciting. That's an exciting place to be as an analyst, as a fan, we, we have a lot of the different, okay, we think they could do this. And if this guy's here and, this, uh, and maybe they go there, but you really don't know. I don't think any of us would be shocked if they took a quarterback 20th overall. I don't think any of us would be shocked if they came away from the draft without a quarterback, period. Um, there's, there's a lot of wiggle room there. And, buddy, I'm interested to see how it all plays out. And I think, I think we will know more after the combine in another, in another couple of weeks. We'll have some interviews there. There's always some, you know, some nuggets that come out from the insiders there. Um, but it's, it's going to be very interesting to follow this over, what, the next two months until the draft? Oh, absolutely. This is this is not going to stop. This no. is this is go, this is absolutely going quarterback. to be quarterback. Yeah, quarterback, 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 quarterback every week. I mean, quarterback. I mean, I mean, and to, to be fair, I mean, it shouldn't because this is what we've talked about. What Steelers fans have dreaded for the past eight years. When mm -hmm. is Ben Roethlisberger going to retire? What are they going to do once he does retire? And uh, they're legitimate questions. And now it's here in front of you. And this and, and the Steelers aren't sitting first overall with, you know, a an obvious a Trevor Lawrence, a Joe Burrow type of prospect who, you know, could be drafted to the team. And everyone right. say, well, that's right. the best quarterback. And that's the next superstar franchise guy that's going to lead the NFL in, in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, the, the, I get it. This is intrigue, but this is part of what comes with this territory. And I think you, you tweeted this out uh, earlier on Monday saying, you know, this this is, uh, you know, Steelers fans. You you don't know what this life is like for it, so it many teams. You don't know when you're, what, you know, when your next Dude. quarterback's coming. If you're gonna be good this year, there's <laughs> a lot of uncertainty, and it's it's starting to ring home. Like, dang, like we've been we've been it's been this long since we had mm -hmm. to think this way. And buddy, you 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 touched on this at the, at the opening of this segment here with with the Mason Rudolph news today. With, you know, with the Kevin Colbert, if we if we played a game this weekend, he'd be our guy, and just the absolute meltdown to that in a lot of corners of, of Steelers nation, Chris, there are a lot of Steelers fans. Most of them around our relative age, right in their early thirties, late twenties, yep. early twenties. There's a lot of Steelers fans, you know, early thirties and younger who they have, they have no idea what this uncertainty is like. They, they have, they have no, they've never been through this before and they are melting down already. Like folks, you're going to have to have some fortitude over the next year or so, all right? That's the way that it works. We've been very spoiled. You know I say this all the time, Chris, and every time I do, I get mm -hmm. someone who tweets me, and they're like, no, it's not. It's been very easy to be a Steeler fan over the last two decades. You haven't had to worry about quarterback. You you had to worry about head coach for like a month. You haven't had to worry about your GM or your ownership. Buddy, like, welcome to the reality of, of most NFL teams here, and that doesn't mean that it has to be 
long suffering. That doesn't mean that it has to be in perpetuity. But if you've got to kind of grin and bear it here in the meantime, don't lose the plot. Don't go crazy. All right. Because you can turn this thing around really quickly, but you also can't just make your quarterback of the future appear out of thin air. And if you try and rush that process, all you're going to do is continue to set yourself back further and further. Exactly. You don't want to you, you want to make sure that when you take your shot, it's a legitimate shot and you still right. may miss that. That doesn't guarantee that you're going right. to get the quarterback of your dreams, but it at least gives you a better shot to do it. And I think it also helps you because if your team is still really built really well around that quarterback that isn't playing that good, it still gives you a chance to be competitive even when that is even when you don't have that guy. And I think it makes it easier to correct that mistake. If you know what, that we took the shot at quarterback, but we still got this core that we really like. Let's take another shot you know, mm -hmm. really soon. Mm -hmm. But if you if you trade all your picks and and, and you know make these aggressive moves for a guy that you're that you're really not sure about in a class that isn't that that heralded for quarterbacks. Agreed. You know, that that puts you in a rough position. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to keep talking to Wes, not just about quarterbacks, but other things that Kevin Colbert said, one involving a key player to the Steelers' plans in 2022. But first, we're going to have to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead with both pro and college hoops well underway. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and make sure, to, if you use it on your mobile device, that you can and you learn more about all the trends and all the action at BetOnline.net where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wesley Euler of Steeler Nation Radio and the Ears and Beers podcast. Uh, we thank you again for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day, but make sure that you're also following the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. We have Locked On experts appearing there every day, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, but especially on our YouTube channel. You can also find me there because I host the Friday episode with your boy Q of Locked On Raiders, and I was on the Monday episode talking about Brian Flores with Bo Brack. So, do check out the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Want to make sure we note that. But now, Wes, everyone, one of the biggest storylines, I think, for this offseason that everyone's wondering about is the status of Stephon Tewitt, who never mm -hmm. returned from his from his surgery slash, you know, the, the tragedy of his brother passing away last offseason, and he never came back. Now, Kevin Colbert, he wasn't going to just say, oh, yeah, he's definitely just going to play. But he did say that the Steelers are planning to make, are making, are going to make him part of the plans Correct. for the 2022 season, which tells me they've had those discussions that they said they were going to have with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the, and it seems like he does have plans to play again. Wes to it, I think is in, an instrumental player to the Steelers plans. If he can be healthy. And that's been a big question for a lot of his career. Yeah. But if he could come back, I think that does so much for what this defensive this defensive line was supposed to be the best in football this past year and it turned and it lost two of its top three players and it became not so good you know starting mm -hmm. starting guys like you know I, you know mondo and uh and and louder milk and guys and guys who like you know they, they gave their best efforts but sure sure they're not they're not top tier caliber like when hayward and to are lining up next to each right. other for, right for most of a season What's your outlook on Stephon Tewitt and the possibility, the reality of him being back and what he might do for the Steelers and the reality that he 
you know, you, you know, can he get back to where he was after missing a whole year? See, that's the big question for me. I, you know, after what Kevin Colbert said and some of the other messaging of the offseason, feels like, too, it's going to be back. Um, you know this as well as me. Guys like Mike Tomlin, like Kevin Colbert, they've been doing this for so long. They know every word they say is dissected and picked apart and yep. taken without any grains of salt, taken 100% literally, like everything that they say. And with that, they're not going to say something like, you know, expecting to have him with the team in 2022 if they thought that there was a legitimate chance that he wasn't going to play football again or he didn't want to be in Pittsburgh, anything like that. So now the the question for me goes from speculating if he will return to now wondering what Stefan Tuitt are you getting? Mm -hmm. Because... The, the injury stuff, as you just mentioned, it's not like that was a first-time thing this year. He's he's had some injury-plagued seasons, uh, certainly, throughout his, his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. You wonder where his mental health is as well, too, after what he's gone through the past year and being away from the game for a year. And, and Chris, every position is different, so it's, it's not fair to blanket statement these things. But I, I, there's not a ton of examples of guys who miss an entire season for whatever reason, mm -hmm. for, for injury, for contract holdout situation like Lev Bell. There's not a ton of it. There's certainly examples, but the majority of the time, guys, when they miss an entire season, particularly mm -hmm. Stefan to its age, I'm not talking when they're 23, 24 years old, something like that. They're not quite the same guy when they come back. That doesn't mean they can't be good. Right. But Stefan to it wasn't just good. Stefan to it was a, was a borderline all-pro type player. Stephon Tuitt was a, you know, a a great player at times for the Steelers, and he's still in his twenties, but he's getting close to that thirty number. So that's what it all boils down to for for to me. And and maybe you could say the same thing about Tyson Alualu as well mm -hmm. too. I'm very confident that you're going to have those two guys back along with Cam Hayward, the front three that you thought you were going to have last season, and you only had for. Well, you didn't have for any snaps, and you only had Alu-Alu for, for a few series there against Buffalo week one. What Alu-Alu are you getting? I think, though, even more importantly, what to it are you getting? Because he still commands a, a large cap hit. He still was part of your you know your plans for this defense right. last year and this year. That becomes the question. Both those guys essentially miss the season. You expect them to be back. I think that, you know, they say what happens when you assume, but I think that's safe to assume at this point. But what to it are you getting? What alu are you getting after injuries, after some other stuff for to it, and after a year away from the game for both of those guys? That to me be becomes the real question. Can you depend on them in 2022 like like you thought you were going to in 2021? I I I don't know if you can, at, at least with both of them. That that's that's a tough thing to depend on. And um it's it, it also it adds to the intrigue of me to the Steelers' plans because uh, Kevin Colbert made it clear is like this isn't a deep defensive tackles class. No. So if the Steelers are th are, are wondering that themselves, you know what recourse do they have? Because to me, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's it, you know, a better description would be it's top heavy because I think everyone's excited about the guys from Georgia. Everyone's mm -hmm. excited about Travis Jones from UConn. Mm -hmm. You know, Jordan Davis, all, all all those guys. But it's after that there's a steep drop off. Yes. And if you're and if you're make if you have plans to make moves in this draft to your interior defensive line, you want to make those ha moves happen before that Early. drop off occurs. Yeah. So maybe that means they're going to consider that. Maybe it doesn't. If they mm. think that Stephon Tuitt's coming back, that's another line of questioning that's interesting there. But in addition to Stephon Tuitt, uh, Colbert also kind of made kind of made it clear that you know 
they, they he's not sold on Devin Bush, you know, uh, you know, for for a fifth year option. But he did say he did that Devin Bush will be a better player in 2022. Also noting that you know the ACL recovery did impact him in 2021. Sure. sure. Those are two key positions in the middle oh, yeah. of the Steelers' defense that they need to figure out. And to me, that's a big thing. I think that's also a big reason, you know, a big a big story plot line for, you know, Brian Flores joining the yeah. Steelers and that, given that designation of linebacker coach. Yeah, and he, you know, Brian Flores, player development. I mean, you look at his time in Miami, if you want to go recent history, yeah. his defenses – every single year gave up less and less yards per game. Every single year gave up less and less points per game. His first year when he got there in 2019, Chris, they had the youngest roster in the NFL. Man. They had clearly a team that was trying to uh, – an ownership that was trying to lose. Yep. He's pointed that out, and when you go back and you you, you watch some of the things that transpired throughout You're that like, season, it's, it's hard to de- deny in hindsight. Mm-hmm. They went from giving up the uh, 30th most yards in the NFL, 30 out of 32 teams, and giving up the most points in 2019 with the youngest roster in football to the next year, top five in points allowed, top 20 in yards allowed. And then those numbers, the points allowed stayed the same. The yards allowed got slashed even more this past season. Um, he, he has developed players. He has developed defenses. Again, that was the youngest roster in the NFL that he took over. It wasn't like he was inheriting a bunch of Cam Haywards and TJ Watts. He he was inheriting a bunch of guys with pedigree, but that had never played in the NFL before. That, that player development is going to be huge because, yeah, Chris, you and I have talked about this a little bit. You love the the layers, the bones of this defense. You love Cam Hayward and how good he still is in that leadership element. You love TJ Watt, one of the best football players in the world right now. Not best defenders, not best pass rushers, one of the best football players in the world right now. And oh yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick's already a multiple-time All-Pro who's still on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. But other than those three guys, you you got a lot of questions. You've got a lot of, even with someone like Alex Highsmith that we all think belongs and can play, he still needs to get better. You, you talked about the linebackers. You talked about the defensive line. The secondary, what goes on with Joe Hayden? What goes on with Edmonds? A lot of questions. And that usually leads to more moving parts, more new bodies, and having a guy like Brian Flores on board um, when you are potentially going to be ushering in a lot of new, younger, inexperienced guys. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the timing of that is perfect for the Steelers' defense. I do. I think so too. You you, you want you want to kind of set a new tone, like you know, not a new new tone because you do see you know you know T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, all these guys that are back there, but they're going to be the leading force in this team. And not that they haven't been for the past few years, but right, you know, there's there's always been that that sort of that elephant in the room that hey, Ben's still the elder statesman. This is still Ben Roethlisberger, the top dog of of, of the roster right now. He's out, so that means that you need to, that, that's that there needs to be a real a new resetting of who sets the tone. You know, there's always been the thing Ben Roethlisberger didn't like music in the locker room after after, after games you know things like that now Chase Claypool's the, taking over now don't, don't get me started on Chase Claypool uh but uh but but now I mean what we've seen in that year where Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing the Steelers had music in the locker room I remember being in there after they beat the Cleveland Browns in Heinz Field hmm. and going in and hearing hearing the, you know the temptations playing over the loudspeakers I was like 
okay, this is different. And to me, I think it was. It was just like whoever was kind of leading the team that year, that's who, you know, was kind of setting the tone. Hmm. I'm intrigued to see who those leaders are. And, yeah. you know, the influx of new guys as far as you guys who are returning, that's a huge part of this. And for Kevin Colbert to, you know, to acknowledge Stephon to it, you know, you know, as part of the plans and they hope for Devin Bush and they think that Devin Bush is going to turn it up next year. Those are two signs to me that maybe those aren't as desperate of needs of, of those positions in the upcoming draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers as uh, one, one may have thought, but I want to talk to you more about some other items that he brought up here because he also talked about, you know, just his decisions and why he's, why he's deciding what he's deciding. And I think it plays into some interesting factors here as far as where the Steelers are planning, you know, front office wise, coach wise and everything else moving forward. We'll talk about that in just a minute here, but first I'm going to talk to you guys about rockauto.com save time and money when you're using rock auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is, is $353 in the chain store, but it's only $216 when you get it at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parks to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. And if you go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs, you could find them the best answer for your car or truck. To do that, go to rockauto.com right now, and you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure when you go there to write locked on and how did you hear about us, Bucks, so that they know that we sent you when you visit rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio and the Ears and Beers podcast. Wes, also want to talk to you about Kevin Colbert's uh, comments on on his situation as far as, you know, why he's choosing this year. And he kind of let on. He was like, you know, when we're, he said, when, quote, when we're 9-7-1, and one, we're not good enough. When we're not winning a Super Bowl, we're not good enough. I don't know that we're stale, but we're not good enough. And he kind of talked he kind of talked about, you know, how, you know, one, this has been a long run, but he made, he made it clear to the Steelers this was going to be his last season anyways. You know, this was, this was always going to be his plan. This was part of the plan moving forward. Um, but, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, they say they're not going to announce anything until after the draft. They want to make sure that, that process is completed so that there's no news or anything about that that sure. could stir up things, which I think is, you know, it's smart, you know, but it's, um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. But I, I still have the lead guy being Brandon Hunt, because I don't think I think that they're pleased with him as the guy from inside the organization who has played a pivotal role in a lot of their decisions. I would agree in, in building the roster. What's your outlook on? what this means for the organization's, you know, you know, trajectory, because yeah. I mean, you know, some people are even saying with Brian Flores being added that, Oh, Tomlin's going to be out the door soon. And this, this, that, and a third, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not buying into all that this much, that, that much is, is the part that's changing of the organization. Yeah. I'm with you too. And you know, you, you mentioned earlier, I was filling in for Stan Saverin today and, and one of our, I can't remember if it was a caller or a tweeter, um, suggested, you know, could there be a power struggle between Brian Flores and Terrell Austin? I don't, the Steelers, that's that's just not something that happens in the confines of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. When you've got the stability, when you've got the security that everyone has, you know, from from Mr. Rooney to, to Kevin Colbert or whoever will replace him, Mike Tomlin, like these guys aren't worried about their job security. These guys know how the Steelers operate. These guys are confident and comfortable in the jobs and the roles that they have. That that, that doesn't worry me for a second that there's going to be a power struggle between 
between Austin and Flores. I, 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 I do not think that that's going to happen. But to get back to Kevin Colbert, I, I think the timeline is right, Chris. You know, part of me was jonesing for an announcement earlier. Yeah. But the more I think about it, well, for you and I, it works out well because, you know, we got the combine and then <laughs> right. we got the draft and then yeah. it is a few dead weeks there in the NFL terms. Well, you know what? We're going to have a new GM to talk about, which is great for the content. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But I also think it, you know, say, say it's Brent because I'm with you. If, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm putting a, if I'm putting a $20 bet down now on my favorite sports book app of who the next Steelers GM is, Brandon Hunt would, would be where I would, would place that bet. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's Brandon Hunt, just for hypothetical. Not that Chris and I are privy to any inside information or anything. Just hypothetically here. <laughs> if you name him, if you announce that before the draft, and this draft class ends up not being a great one, a lot of the irrational, emotional, oh, hyperbolic yeah. portion oh, of yeah. the fan base is going to say, Brandon Hunt stinks. I right. mean, look at that draft. He was in charge. They knew Colbert was leaving. He was really in charge, and he stinks. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to set up Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan or Lewis Riddick or whoever it is to have to potentially, I think, deal with that right off the bat. And the second thing to me, you know, with that too, is if it's if it ends up not being the greatest draft class, when we look back at the two decades of Kevin Colbert, I don't think people are going to hold that against him. You know, I yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You're going to if well, could, yeah, and and, and then and if the opposite, if it is a really good draft class, then it's hey. Kevin Colbert, what a legend. And you know Brandon Hunt had something to do with that, too. Oh, we're in good hands. So I just think for a multitude of different reasons, both selfishly for, for people like you and I that are in this business and just from the perspective of expectations and realistic timelines, I, I think that this is the way to do it. I think so too, and and this is it's part of why the Steelers they don't announce anything. They 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 want to hold on to things. Like for example, people wanted the Steelers to announce who their punter would be in Week 18 against the Ravens and everything like that. And then they were like, oh man, you know why did they go with Presley Harvin versus Corliss Waitman? Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what they were doing that whole time? They were sitting there saying, you know what? We're gonna see who does better in practice this week because it's been a very week to week season with with two guys that aren't that experienced at, at punting in the NFL just yet. We're gonna see how they do and then we'll make a decision. But we're not telling you because then That's if the we way to do it right because say they commit to Presley Harvin or or Corliss Waitman in the beginning of the week and then throughout the week and they, then they have a bad stick. week yeah. right and then they're like, well, do we stick with that because we said it was this guy and then we called liars or it looked like buffoons? Why open that can of worms? Just say yeah. well, they're gonna compete all week long. It's how they've operated from their front office to their players to all all the different things it's it's one i think it's another one of the one of the little things that they do that's you can put on the long list of things that they do totally that makes agree. them a strong organization um and there's also you know, how how many organizations could have kept that brian flores announcement under wraps I don't until know they many. made no one had man shefty didn't have any nuggets on this not pelicero yeah. not rapaport nope. not nope. jerry dulac or anybody right. like that like that's that's Listen, trust me, that's the way you want your organization to operate. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do the Dallas Cowboys trying to win the headlines. You don't want to do the, the Rex Ryan New York Jets trying to win the headlines and make noise in the media every single week. You want to, was it Teddy Roosevelt, right? Who said you want to walk quietly but carry a big <laughs> stick here on President's Day? Well, I guess technically this is going to air on Tuesday, but on President's Day week, you that's how you want your organization to operate. Chris, the poet Little Wayne once said, Oh, gosh. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Oh, and the Steelers have been moving in some silence, baby, and I love it. Oh, boy.
Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Yeah, yeah, see, oh man, you, 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 come on, that was that was that was was pretty good, huh? No, that was great. That was great. Real G's, real G's do move in silence like like lasagna, and I'm just that. I'm sorry, you you just threw me. I just I I just totally throw you off there, Lil Wayne. I I just I can't believe that you did that on the show. But to your point, that is exactly what happens here, and you don't you don't need to come through and make the loudest noise. You just need to come come through and do your job and make and that'll make the biggest impact when you're successful. Um, and again, we're not talking about like any of these moves being the things that actually be the things like oh that's what got the Steelers the win right when whenever you're building a team it's not just one move it's several moves it's several additions you know the Bengals didn't become this team overnight by simply saying oh Joe Burrow we pick him first overall they needed Jamar Chase they needed to go get a Mike Hilton they needed Zach Wilson they needed to to go get Zach you know Zach Wilson they needed to put so many different pieces in place for them to even have a shot and again they only finished 10 and 7 they didn't like run right. the, the 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 conference all year long they 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 played well and then got hot late and was able to capitalize in big moments up until the super bowl i think it's you know there's often winning is is so the line between winning and losing is so razor thin that i don't especially think under, in the nfl especially in the nfl when there's when every all 32 teams are comp- well maybe not miami sometimes but they're competing to win they're competing to to be the best look at the last there. week of the season I mean, mm-hmm. none of us, none of us thought the Jags were going to beat the Colts. Nope. Even if you were one of those people on Twitter acting like you thought, you didn't really think the Jags were going to beat you, the Colts. You were a Steelers fan hoping that the Jaguars beat the Colts. And that was a Colts team that a few weeks prior to that, everyone was saying, hey, watch out. These guys are going to be a dark horse in the AFC. Watch out. That offensive mm-hmm. line, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor, that defense, Darius Leonard, watch out. And, and they blew it to Jacksonville on the last week of the season. Yeah, the, that line, you're absolutely right, is – is so thin and it's 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 the Al Pacino right it's the the inches that you need are all around you you just got to get a little bit better here a little bit better there improving the margins and and then you know you look up maybe in 2023 and and you're right back in the race you're right back in the conversation absolutely and that's what the Steelers are building for but again going back to where we started this this show about when it comes to when it comes to Kevin Colbert, when it comes to you know the Steelers' plans, him saying they got four quarter, they're, they're planning on having four quarterbacks. To me, mm-hmm. that signals they're going, they're they're looking for whoever doesn't cost them too much to add to the roster while they rebuild the rest of the team. And it's going to be all about hey, which one of y'all can not lose his games and take what's given, what's what's put in front of you? But I fully anticipate there to be a serious commitment by, by this team to its defense and its offensive line. And interestingly yes. enough. Uh, him, him, you know, Colbert in his list of positions that he listed out that were deep versus, you know, versus, uh, you know, slim and talent this year, he put offensive tackle in the deep category, which makes me wonder, is that the first round move, which oh, is why we, buddy. Picked, we, which is why we picked uh, Clint Fritz's mock draft Monday on, uh, on Monday uh, for, you know, as his winner, because he had almost as uh, Charles cross the offensive tackle as being the Steelers first round selection. So lots of thoughts there, lots of directions this team can go, but it's certainly an exciting week. You get Brian Flores over the weekend and you get Kevin Colbert on Monday. What else is going to happen this week, this week, Wes? I don't even know. <laughs> I heard Troy Polamalu is coming out of retirement. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't tell these people that because some of them will believe it and then I'll have to tweet about it and then it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a whole thing. But hey, it'll give me another day of content. Anyways, thanks so Her, much. Herb Ben Roethlisberger's coming back. Oh, you didn't hear it from no, me. No, no, no. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. Or the worst would be Tom Brady joining the Steelers. Tom Brady's coming out retiring oh, and gosh. coming to Pittsburgh. That would just that would just be this the the living the, the, the living nightmare. Yeah. Like, the no, only what? good the only good thing about that though is the only fans that would hate that more than us would be Patriots fans. Ooh, so at least we'd get to that. stick it up their that, backside that, that, for that. once. 
<laughs> that was a little bit of violence there, man. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I got if you're watching on YouTube, I got a little aggr- I got a little aggressive there. It was a little hardcore. I was like, dang, man, it ain't that serious. But anyways, thanks, Wes, for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, at Wesley Euler on Twitter. I host the Steelers Blitz with Arthur Motes, as, as most of you loyal listeners here to Locked On know. Um, you can find us, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're also live at noon on iHeart app, iHeart website, Steelers app, Steelers.com. Um, and then if you're part of the Steelers WVU fan crossover, uh, myself and Adam Crowley host Ears and Beers, two episodes a week on, uh, on WVU Sports. So you can catch me there as well. Absolutely, do do catch West there. He does a great job, as does Adam Crowley, um, with all their with all their work. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can also find me on Instagram with the same handle. You can find this show, the Locked On Steelers podcast, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our channel for all of our daily content Monday through Friday. We're gonna be back tomorrow with another strong episode here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But be sure to leave us a five star review with a positive comment, and you'll get a special shout at the end of the show. Like this. This person who's calls themselves Tequila Steeler with a five-star review that says great show, great stuff, and super informative. Thank you, Tequila Steeler, for your five-star review. We got two more coming of, of recent five-star reviews that we're going to read throughout the week. So if you want your shout-out, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. That stuff helps us out. Uh, we got Tony Serino. He's back, and he's going to be on the show tomorrow for a Tony Wednesday. Wes, I need to get you guys to coordinate. You're the W, man. You need Tony Tuesday, Wes Wednesday. I mean, the alliterations right there. Listen, tell, tell, I'll I'll tweet him. I'll tell him he's got to figure it out. He's got, he's got to figure this out, because it's getting to be too much. Sort yourself out, bud. (laughs) Anyways, thanks so much for checking out the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Be back in your your ears and on your screens tomorrow. 